Welcome to or welcome back to the Dad Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Steve-O, and with me as always is Mark. Yo, yo. How you doing? Man, I'm good. How are you? Uh, Been better. Yeah. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Uh, just got some just kind of like weird wonky news, but uh, we'll shake it off and uh, go with the show. Um, Mark. Yeah. This weekend was Mother's Day weekend. It was. How 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 was the weekend? It was a pretty good weekend for me. Uh, I didn't have my kids this weekend. Obviously, they they spent the weekend with their mom. Uh-huh. Um, so I took a little bit of time to spend some time with my mom and uh, my younger sister, who um, also has a child, a young child. Uh, I think will be turning two later this year. So uh, I took my mom and my sister and her baby out to a uh, a nice Italian uh, lunch, I guess. It was kind of like a late afternoon lunch um, at one of the nicer restaurants here in the area. And we just enjoyed some time together and, and enjoyed some really good food. So, um, nope, not an Olive Garden, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no. Nicer than Olive Garden, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty much all I did, honestly. A lot of a lot of uh, laying around. We didn't have great weather. It was kind of rainy. Um, so just uh, enjoy, enjoyed a lunch with my mom and sister, and um, we had a really good time. We we don't spend a lot of time uh, together just because of our busy schedules and everything. But um, usually, you know, once a month or something like that, we try to get together. But uh, it was nice to treat my mom to lunch and my sister as well. I bet. Yeah, no, that sounds quite lovely. Um, we actually did a lot of traveling uh, back and forth for the past two weeks with our families. So we finally, we celebrated kind of Mother's Day last weekend with mm-hmm. my with my mom and uh, kind of just spent this weekend focusing on my wife and celebrating her. Um we, you know, Saturday, we went to a local farm out here and went and uh, picked some strawberries and had ourselves a day there and had some ice cream and just, just did some like, you know, just some uh, low cost fun <laughs> around mm-hmm. the area and just checked out some new restaurants in the area. And then Sunday went to church, did did the Mother's Day service thing and uh, had a really good time there, and then we took her out to uh, lunch, and or I guess it was more of like a dinner. Took her yeah. out to a nice dinner. Um, so yeah, it, it was a quaint but very nice, relaxing weekend. Yeah, those are like pretty re- relaxing and refreshing. Like just kind of good vibes. It's nice to get out there and pick some fresh fruit. Oh, dude. So I'm not a big fruit person, but um, I had a blast doing it. And my kid loves fruit. Mm. Um, so and him and his mom just had I mean, they just ate it all up. So it was it was really cool. I've never done that. So it was kind of fun to watch. He he knew exactly what to do as soon as he got there. <laughs> so <laughs> He went full scent on it. Um, here's a question mark. And I don't know. Because you brought it up, I I kind of it just struck a question with me. Do you, um, being that you know, 
you are no longer with the mother of your children uh romantically i guess is what you would say mm-hmm. uh do you because you guys weren't married right or you were no we married? were not okay uh do you do anything to for your on behalf of your kids to like do you get her anything from i have kids? not no i have not like since we split no okay is that something that like you do you toss around the idea back and forth or are you like <laughs> no nah, no nah. um i will say i i have definitely molded over a couple of times um just for the purpose of the kids more like oh, having yeah. them feel excited about giving their mom something um but it just has never been a situation that's really worked out i guess it's just it's not been something that's been easy to get to that point um we've had a you know a few rough patches um since we've split and so maybe in the future that's something that we can maybe get to the point um but i i haven't done that no yeah i just i've always been curious about the etiquette of something like that um because it does seem like <laughs> obviously she's not your mother but right. your kids don't have the ability to other than making like maybe crafts or something. I mean, your kids are old enough to do that. Um, but outside of that, they don't really have that, that ability to kind of, you know, take her out and celebrate her right. uh, in any sort of way. So I've always kind of been curious about how that, how that works out for people who are co-parenting. Yeah. I didn't do anything like that. Haven't, haven't gotten to that point yet. Uh, I think there's definitely some potential in the future, maybe. Um, but, uh, we did have some decent conversation about, you know, just making sure that she had them for that weekend and, and, you know, no, no stepping on each other's toes. We've, we've been pretty good about that as far as like holidays and things like that. I will say, um, we, we have both been pretty selfless as far as sharing time with them for holidays. So, uh, it's not really anything that I've had to, to have too much concern about, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we're, we've been quite to that point where the uh you know she hasn't done that for me either like you know for right. the kids i just don't think we're at that point but i do think that potentially in the future i i've seen actually that conversation got tossed around on the internet just a week or two before um mother's day and seeing other people's takes on that as well uh some people do and some people don't it just kind of depends on the situation it's like there's not a uh a, a, a rule book or how that kind of thing oh, works. Yeah, no, right. I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, and I definitely think it, it, you know, matters on kind of where you stand, but I also just didn't know if that's just something that as a parent, you just kind of take the pride and kick it to the side and mm. say, you know, this is about the kids doing something for their mom. It's not so much about me, but I, I yeah. mean, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that, you know, um, speaking of the internet <laughs> last week after we ended our show, it was made public that uh, Robert De Niro <laughs> yes, <laughs> I saw this. announced that he was having his seventh child. And how old is he now? 79, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, props to him, I guess. I, I mean, <sighs> here's, here's what I struggle with. At best... You have like what fifteen good years, yeah. At most, you might have twenty, just in general years. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, 
I mean, and let's be honest, like he's probably not doing any sort of quote unquote parenting. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, not going to speak on behalf of him, but I just, that was wild to me. I think his, his oldest child is 49 or wow. something like that. Um, yeah, I, that was a wild one t- for me to, a lot of people were comparing, you know, saying making a, the internet just took off with it and making mm-hmm. jokes about him and, uh, Nick Cannon. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and I just, I started going down this, I don't know why, but I started thinking about how do you think the grandparents feel about stuff like that? Like, let's take Nick Cannon, for example, you know, uh-huh. let's say his mom and dad are, you know, in this happy, healthy relationship, I mean, hypothetical, but he has, you know, 32 kids with, you know, so many different women do you think they're seeing their grandkids? I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure if he's seeing them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I really don't know how any of that works. And Um, as a grandparent, how do you, do you, do you get to connect with any of those kids or are there only some of them that you're, you know what I mean? That got that. I started putting myself in that situation, in that frame of mind and had to think, man, that's gotta be really hard on, you know, other family members. Yeah. I mean, I only have two kids and my mom lives in the area. So she does see my kids quite often. Um, I don't think as much as I saw my grandparents, to be honest, but I feel like we're kind of in different times with that also. Um, where like when I was younger, it was like a regular thing to go to your grandparents' house on the weekend or like a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon. Mm-hmm. I actually had a very close relationship with my great grandma uh, oh, wow. up until I was in high school. I, I knew her. Oh, wow. Um, so I feel like times are maybe a little bit different because my dad, uh, he lives in Iowa and doesn't get to see my kids a lot, um, you know, based on distance and things like that. So I can only imagine how having that many kids in different places and I, I I doubt there's a very good now it could be totally could be totally wrong about that. Obviously, having the luxury of time and money um, makes, you know, things like that more accessible. So uh, mm. potentially, but I, I'm going to I would have to guess probably not. Yeah, it just it was a random thought that I had. And I was like, man, as a grandparent, I would really think I would I would struggle. Not being able to keep tabs of my grandkids and how many I have and where they are and who they're with. And, you know, it would just have to, it would be a tough scene altogether, I think. Yeah. Um, Not to mention like relationships between siblings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, on Thanksgiving, do you round up all, you know, (laughs) all your kids and head over to grandma's? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a wild thing to think about. Um, kind of pivoting back back into the Mother's Day conversation. I'm curious, you know, Mother's Day is kind of like the Super Bowl for restaurants. Everyone mm. typically wants to go out and eat lunch and celebrate their moms. Oh. Um, you know, yeah. How do I navigate this? Um <laughs> So, have you ever done the ticket tango with 
parent. As far as like who's taking the bill. Yeah. Um, I would, I, I, I'm sure I have. My mom is usually like pretty quick to take it when we go out for lunch and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it was her like request. Mm-hmm. Um, she's usually pretty quick to snag it. Uh, she's very, very sweet and she's done a lot for me and, and my kids. So I usually don't worry about that. Um, when initially like I planned to go out to lunch this weekend, I wasn't even really thinking about that. Like I'm taking my mom out. Um, right. I'm going to pay for the lunch. Now I, I, I did cross my mind at that also at that moment, like my little sister is coming and she's a mom. But she's not going to pay for my mom's meal, and it wouldn't be fair for my mom to pay for her meal. So I, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to cover all of it, and not even we're not even going to play the the ticket game because it's I just don't want to deal with it. It's not that big of a deal. We we mm-hmm. barely get together like this, so I just kind of like going into it was like I don't care what they order, what I order. We're just going to have a good lunch and not worry about that. Okay, yeah. So you you kind of hit the nail on the head for me as well. Um, I think when going out to eat it it can be presented in two different ways and depending on how though how you're invited will kind of determine the outcome of the the ticket dance Mm -hmm. um i'm i'm in a similar situation my parents will typically just you know grab the bill and flip it and uh it's but it's usually because they have invited us to come out mm-hmm. um and it, it is and i think that's the the kicker is you know if you're saying hey we would like to celebrate you or celebrate so so or we would like to go out and take you out to dinner would you you know can you make yourself available then i think it's you know kind of a no brainer or kind of assumed that someone will be other than you would be paying for the dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's like, Hey guys, we're going to be in the area. If you want to meet up and grab some dinner, let us know. You know, right. it, it's, it's a little less casual, a little like, then it's kind of like, okay, well maybe everyone's going Dutch. Like you pay for your family. I'll pay for mine. Yep. Um, that, and that happens a lot with us too. Sometimes we'll go out and you know, we'll just I'll pay for my family. They pay for their family. Like it's not a big deal, but <laughs> When it comes to my wife's family, mm. and I don't want to seem like this is like a bashing fest because I feel like I did that last week, which <laughs> I can I can provide some closure on all that too for anyone who listened. Um, it's it's very short lived, but when it comes to my wife's family, there seems to be this dance of nobody wants to pay the bill uh. because. And, and it only so, so let me rephrase it only happens when they ask us you know to get together right. um if, if it's hey we're gonna go celebrate so-and-so's birthday or we're gonna go do this for mother's day or whatever then i will typically pick up the bill in you know as a as a gift you know of sorts to whatever we're there for um but for instance, they invite us to dinner to celebrate 
I don't know. Let's something, something going on in their life. Okay. Um, this was not a mother's day thing, uh, <clears throat> per se, but it, you know, it just, uh, <laughs> so it's me, her parents, my son, and then my wife's <clears throat> moochy little brother, uh, who is 25 grown man, um, has had issues his whole life, uh, with the law, with alcohol, drugs, all kinds of stuff. Uh, he's, he stole it. He's dealt it. He smoked, you know what I mean? Like he's done it all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when we get together, it is very apparent that he has zeros intentions of paying for his meal. Okay. Uh, he's a grown man who has, he, he's got his own job. He makes his own money, but he will order appetizers. He will order drinks, alcoholic. He will order, uh, the biggest and most expensive meal. The menu has to offer. And now he will consume it. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, like I, I'll tell you the last time we all went out, I didn't eat anything. We went to a steakhouse. I didn't eat anything because my stomach was kind of upset. My wife got something, and then we had my, my son who had a kid's meal. Uh, we all got waters. So collectively, I think we were maybe $25. Okay. Um, and over a bill that was probably 120 mm-hmm. So we were, you know, a small portion of that. Uh, and. I kid you not, when the waitress comes by and asks, is there going to be two tickets or one? There's this whole little hand shuffle dance of like, <laughs> you got it? Am I getting it? Or no? I mean, and, and he he will verbally say these things out like, like who's who's going to get it? And who's, are you, you guys get And it's like, <laughs> my guy, we, we took $20 of this bill. Like, if anyone's flipping for it, it's the garbage disposal at the end of the table (laughs) and uh so i don't know it just rubs me the wrong way when like i don't mind going dutch that doesn't bother me at all but when someone invites you to come out to dinner uh to celebrate something that they want to celebrate and it's met with uh you, you got this right like i just is it weird? Am I the jerk that feels weird to invite someone and expect them to pay for your meal? No, no, no. I see this. This is one of those situations that I call semi stressful because <laughs> that moment when the waitress or waiter comes back with the bill and that like or or asks if I if am I splitting it up or how are we doing this? Like that is a very interesting situation when the rules are not cut clear like this is how the situation's going down which is kind of why i go into most dinner engagements with the expectation that i'm just going to cover myself or mm-hmm. whoever is associated with my party um unless it's said otherwise and that kind of prevents me from like feeling weird about expecting someone else to cover mine or vice versa Uh, Obviously, with like, like I mentioned in certain scenarios where you've been invited for a specific reason and the the plan is like, oh, we're getting together for this reason. Just come. 
that kind of implies that you're not covering it, which right. makes it awkward then when the when the bill shows up and you're being looked at like so you you got it right like <laughs> right yeah i just feel like if you invite someone to join you for dinner you should go into that dinner and say like when that ticket moment comes be like just one please like you need to speak up with with and say it with your chest yeah just one and yeah. if that's not the case you know if there is a uh i don't think you're ever going to offend anyone by saying two tickets or however many tickets are needed, like, and pointing out who who's with who. Yeah. Um, because I think, I think almost everyone can kind of agree that if you're not going to pay for yourself, you're not going to go out at all. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be going out to eat if you cannot at least pay for yourself. Now, if somebody chooses to pay for you later on, that's on, that's on them. But like the expectation is if you're going out to eat, you can afford to do so. Right. Okay. All right. I just <laughs> there's been there's been instances and with the Mother's Day everything going on, I just figured that was a very relevant conversation to have. Um yeah. but have you okay, before we wrap up the Mother's Day talk, is there any has there ever been a Mother's Day faux pas on your part? Have you ever just botched Mother's Day completely? I don't think so. And okay. which is interesting because I don't want to say that my mom is like really picky, but she's kind of picky. (laughs) Uh, So that's kind of where I'm going. I've talked to a number of men this past week and uh, in (laughs) anticipation of Mother's Day. And I don't think women understand the anxiety that men go through leading up to this, to that day. I really don't think, I don't think they get it because and that's why, so that's why I did what I did this weekend with my wife, because last year I had it all planned out and almost all my plans went down the drain. Mm. Um, either I got the look of, oh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yep. Or I got the, oh, okay. Like, you know, it's not Okay. But Mm -hmm. it's dripping with passive aggressiveness. (laughs) And so I just, so this year I said, I gave her her options. I said, I can tell you what I have in mind and you can tell me if you like it or don't, Mm -hmm. or you can just be surprised. And so she wanted me to tell her. So I did. And so she realized that my idea, while it was a very good idea, required a lot of logistics involved and someone watching Jack and would have rather not. So I was like, okay, totally fine. Totally get it. Um, I was like, in that case, I want you to plan your mother's day, which sounds completely and utterly like a cop out. And I understand that. Yeah. But because the prior year was such a just bad year for me in terms of trying to do something special i was like i don't want to i don't want to have two years in a row in my belt so i well i will say i definitely have felt that anxiety when i was with my my kid's mom mm-hmm. i think that planning a mother's day for a significant other is so different than like 
Doing planning a day for mom. my mom. Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. It's totally different expectations. Um, now there was a little bit of a situation this year, actually. Like, so last weekend when I talked to my mom about mother's day, I said, you know, I don't necessarily have any plans myself because I know that a lot of people like to other make other plans with you. Now, whether that's, you know, one of my other sisters, I have two sisters. They both try to make plans with her. I said, we can do something just you and I, we can do something together. I don't care if, if the general consensus is that everybody wants to be together. I'm totally fine with that. We'll pick a place to eat and we'll go. She said, okay, I'll let you know. So my, my thought process going into the week was, I'm expecting to hear from my mom or one of my sisters that we're going to all meet together or we're going to do something separate. Neither, neither of which would hurt my feelings. Well, I get a message from my sister on, on Wednesday asking what my plan was. <laughs> and then suddenly I realized that this, this has shifted from, I'm just going to show up and go with everybody else's plan to, I'm going to have to make the plans and put this all together. Mm which ended kind of bad because my older sister had been invited to something else and was also willing to take my mom with her and felt like she wasn't getting the plans soon enough from me because I didn't know I was making the plans. <laughs> so there was a little bit of a weird situation there, but it ended up working out fine. But I didn't feel ever the stress of making a plan like I had when I was with my, my kid's mom. Uh, where it feels like there's a completely different expectation on you to deliver like the perfect day. Because like you said, like that, not only is that like the restaurant Super Bowl where you're already kind of like taking a risk on going out, you're also like trying to think about, you know, is that really what she wants to do? Is that the kind of food she wants to eat today? Like it, it is a very stressful situation, I will say. Yeah, it is. And I just, I didn't want to repeat of that. And so I was like very much, Hey, just help me help you. <laughs> and, and so like she, you know, she picked out her gift, which wasn't uh, long story short, she picked out basically she's paid for a ticket for her to do something that's related to her work, but mm -hmm. it's a like community service event and the ticket was very expensive to get into. So, but that's what she wanted. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, I got her flowers and we spent a whole weekend going to, out to eat and doing fun things. So I feel like while we had a very good weekend uh, as a whole, like it wasn't maybe like tailored just toward her as much as it was for like a family thing. But sure. Um, but yeah, I just I man, I botched it last year and. I just, yeah, the, and I've heard stories from, like I said, from guys this week who have just completely missed the mark. I mean, do you think, um, do you think that women and moms feel the same kind of anxiety and pressure about Father's Day? Because I, I tend to think that it's probably not true. I see. I don't think if they do, they shouldn't because I feel like at least for me, and I'm speaking only for me. Mm -hmm. I would rather you not spend money. I would rather not go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I would rather just do absolutely nothing, but maybe take a nap and watch some TV. And also, isn't it kind of like on father's day, it's kind of like the, 
the dad thing to do would to be like to even make your own food, like to grill out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me personally, like, and I, and I did this last year. I told my wife, I said, you know, look, the greatest gift you could give me this year is to not spend any more money. So she did. And, uh, and, uh, you know, gave me a very nice card and everything like that. And I was very thankful because I was like, you know what, at least like I got to enjoy my day. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, gosh, man, I like, I heard stories of guys just, they got their wives a vacuum cleaner or (laughs) they caught, uh, a buck like a car detailing kit mm. and i'm like fellas like okay like i like i missed the mark just because things out of my control just weren't aligning like but i didn't i i mean i still got her a spot a i mean you know right. what i mean like I, I, I a detail kit come on like go get the car detailed right or do yeah. it yourself yeah whatever yeah so i mean I am curious how many guys just get consumed with the anxiety and just throw something together and, or just genuinely do not care. And (laughs) I I would love to hear those uh, from the moms out there and be like, what did you, what's the worst thing you got on mother's day? I feel Uh, like it's uh, one of those holidays that we know we celebrate it every year. Mm-hmm. And we know that it's incredibly important to the women in our life. Mm-hmm. And yet it always seems to sneak up right on you. You know what I mean? Like it just, yeah. what, it's next weekend. Really? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Which, <laughs> and then hey, you're in scramble mode. Yeah. We tried to, we tried to help our fellas out last week, you know, giving them a little two day heads up <laughs> before the weekend. <laughs> uh, but you know, it is what it is. All right. Well, uh, we got a dad question this week and I, it's a little different. Uh, format this week because I feel like this question could really just we could talk about it all day mm-hmm. um, and so I just wanted to give ourselves plenty of time to do that but we the question is you know from our one of our fellas is uh, gonna be a dad in June a new dad okay. uh, any tips or advice that you guys have oh First off, congratulations. Um, Mark, you want to you want to start us off or do you need you, you need a minute? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I will say this. It's definitely a, a way better step ahead than where I was at to be asking for help <laughs> and searching for advice. <laughs> yeah. Because I I was not there. I was definitely in the mindset of like, I'm I'm just going to not show anything on the outside here. I'm just going to. What was, I am curious because I don't even think I know this. What was your, uh, what is the story of that? Like when you became a first dad, were you just dating and it happens? Or was this like a thing where you guys were, you know, trying and, you know, and then it happened or. Like what? Explain to me like how your story yeah. started. Yeah. So actually, interesting. Our stories are probably going to be very similar, believe it or not. Um, you know, going back to what you talked about last week with with mm-hmm. you and Cami. Um, so originally, 
um, Iris and I had planned on having a child and uh, she did get pregnant and then uh, ended up losing the child um, early on in the pregnancy. Uh, and then we kind of just like stopped talking about it, um, stopped trying, not not necessarily like, you know, trying, no, I, but yeah, I not you. planning on it. You know All what right. I mean? Yeah. And then um, she ended up getting pregnant. And we were super cautious and we had, you know, we're going to the doctors even more um, and everything ended up being fine. The second time around, she was completely healthy. There was no concerns. Um, Charlie came out completely healthy and everything was fine. So it, it was a weird, I don't know. I, we've never been able to understand the, the first situation. We don't know a lot about um, Iris's original mom's uh, health history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just one of those situations where we kind of just, you know, we stopped planning and talking about it a lot. And suddenly she ended up being pregnant. I think it was, mm, oh, I would say just a little under a year later, probably like seven or eight months later. That's interesting because you said you, you, you guys weren't married, but that you right. guys were, you, you were actively trying mm-hmm. to have this, uh, next chapter in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, you know, that's not typical of what you hear nowadays uh, in terms of the <laughs> procedural uh, categorical steps. Usually people, you know, first comes marriage. Um, what what about that dynamic led you guys to want to go down that road? I just don't think it was ever something that we felt pressured as far as like, I think we both, the way that our relationship was, the way we were with each other at that point in our life, like, I don't think we ever really had any concerns that we wouldn't, we wouldn't be together. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a really good relationship very early on. And um, I think we were just kind of living, we were just kind of living with the idea of that this was going to be the rest of our life um, without putting the pressure of like, you know, we we had obviously talked about getting married and like when and, and everything like that. I think I was kind of in a little bit of a weird place with my family history and how um, my family has treated, um, you know, that expectation of marriage mm-hmm. and and how it fits in with a religious standpoint. Um, very interesting situation and dynamic that I came from from my childhood. So not that I was like purposely being rebellious. I just didn't feel like I needed to put that kind of pressure on a, on another person. Um, especially with the pressures that I had felt growing up and knowing that she didn't come from a, a family with the same background. So I, you know, it, it just felt like we just kind of had that expectation already planted in our mind that it didn't matter whether we were married or not, that this is how we were going to live our life. And we were very happy and, and had a good relationship. And there was no concern whether or not we would continue to be together moving forward. It was just, I don't know. I don't really know how else to explain it other than that, really. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's just an interesting, I'm sure you're, you're obviously not alone in that. I was just, I've always, that's just an interesting uh, way of kind of approaching it in terms of, cause you know, kids are forever. Right. And so when you're talking about, you know, doing things that are permanent, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is interesting to hear that you guys chose that Avenue and not, you know, the legal form of it all. So I was just curious. I'm never, I don't think I've ever heard that story either. So, yeah, um, no, I, I don't think that I've, I know I haven't told you, let alone 
very many people in general, really. It's there's a lot of things that I've just kind of like kept to myself or it just was between family or whatever that I've kind of just, I don't know. I've used it in, um, in just growth going forward, even though like, had we been married, I, I don't necessarily think that the situation that we're in now would have been prevented. Right. right. So I, I, I don't know how much of an impact, um, that made on the longevity of our relationship. I, I got you. Well, I guess we should, <laughs> now that we got your whole <laughs> backstory, <laughs> we should get back to the question. Um, yeah. So I, I was not in a position where, not that I didn't feel comfortable asking. I just kind of had like this mentality of like, I'm going to, I'm going to knock this out of the park. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know, do my best to take care of her and work and, and try to be as prepared as I can possibly be not knowing that that was like the furthest thing <laughs> from being prepared. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of fear going into it because uh, not having a great relationship with my dad and, and the situation with him and him and my mom and, and how messy that was and really being concerned that what's, what's the, um, the fine line between being a great dad and being present and still be having to provide, you know, mm-hmm. being away for your job and, and all yeah, the other things that be re- great require. At, you could be great at one thing or you can be good at a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that, yeah, I know what you're talking about, that juggle. Yeah. And um, so I spent a lot of time just like internally processing and like playing that out and also spent a lot of time saying, I've got plenty of time until this happens. Oh, we got yeah. a lot of time yet. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up one day and suddenly you're going to the hospital for this mm-hmm. baby to be born. Mm-hmm. So I will already say that reaching out and asking for advice is a step ahead. And you're going to get a lot of information from a lot of different people who have all gone through the same thing differently. Mm-hmm. And it's about trying to figure out the pieces of all of that, that kind of fit and mold into your situation and how you feel and how you operate as a, as a man and a person. Um, I don't know if I have as much good advice as, as much as like, here's what not to do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're here for if you, if you just want to throw some stuff out there, that's fine. If not, I can pick it up and we'll just kind of pivot. Um, I, I kind of agree with that was a very holistic answer. And I kind of want to piggyback off that for a little bit because I agree with you. I think that posing that question, you're going to get a lot of like, I want to say very tangible or, or, you know, surface level answers that uh, you're just going to learn to do on your own anyways. Um, you know, dealing with certain things and sleeping when you need, like, you're going to figure that's all based around your schedule around your child. Everyone's different. And so that's going to look different for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think for me, you know, kind of opposite of you, I came from a very like tight knit family uh, and had a, what I would consider incredible role model as a, as a father figure. And my biggest fear was, 
not being able to live up to those standards. Mm. Um, and I, it's honestly why I took so long to have children is because I was, I was frozen with fear in regards to that. Um, I felt like I came from a very middle upper middle class. I don't know what, what it is these days, but like, just, I never went without, mm-hmm. um, my dad was, you know, we came from a sole income family. My dad worked his tail off, but gave us everything. Um, you could probably even borderline call us spoiled. Um, and you know, and, and as I got older, I started realizing how much things cost and how much things, you know, you just grow up and when you wake up in the morning and the lights are on and the AC's running and you got a full pantry, like you don't realize that someone's doing all that. Mm. Someone's providing all that. And, you know, as I got older, I realized, holy crap, this guy did a lot more than I ever gave him credit for. Mm. (laughs) And so like it, it, it kind of, you know, I would say at the same time, like don't compare yourself to other people Mm -hmm. because I, you know, for, you know, again, like for us, like we were very much of, okay, once we're at this point in our life or once we have this much money or once we have this, we'll start, we'll start figuring it out. And that time never really came. And, you know, life finds a way. (laughs) And so like, I, it is, it's true. Like, you know, when my dad started his family, you know, he went right out of high school into the air force from the air force into a career. And that just wasn't, you know, when I graduated high school, I went into college, graduated college, hit a recession, came out with debt and had to work a, you know, job making barely anything. So, we just grew up in different times, grew up at different, you know, with different circumstances and situations to where you just can't compare yourself to other people. So do what you feel is best for you and your family. Did you um, spend, um, did you spend a lot of time in preparation? Like, did you go to like parenting classes or, you know, things like that? I only went to, I didn't go to any class because when we had Jack, COVID was very much a thing. So they weren't really doing that kind of stuff. It was mostly virtual. Mm. Um, I did go to like the, the day of class, like, Hey, this is what you need to know what happens on the day of so that you are fully prepared and you are not, you know, this, it can go in 30 different directions and we're going to go over all those directions and what, what we do. Um, so I did do that, uh, mm-hmm. but I didn't read any books and I didn't go to any like dads to be or expe- what to expect when expecting kind of courses or anything like that. I, you know, I kind of leaned on the guys around me and, but I was also a lot older and so I'd seen a lot and, mm. um, but I can tell you nothing, <laughs> nothing's going to prepare you. You know what I mean? Like people can tell you all day long, but until you're, until you're experiencing it, you're, you it really will not resonate with you. You know? Yeah. I would 100% agree with that. 
you know, even when my wife was pregnant, like it did not resonate that I was having a baby until that baby was here in my Mm -hmm. arms. And I realized I have to take this home. Like, Mm -hmm. and so I would, yeah, I mean, that's my biggest takeaway is, you know, don't worry so much about what other people do or how other people do it because you're going to figure it out that in a way that best hopefully fits your family's needs. What I will say. So also another question, actually, before I get into this, did you spend uh, a lot of time preparing your home? Like, did you, you know, pre buy a bunch of diapers and a bunch of clothes and baby food and potentially formula or whatever? (laughs) Did you stock up on a lot of that? So we did stock up. I will say that because we knew two things that we knew that we were going to go through a lot of diapers and a lot of wipes. Mm-hmm. So we stockpiled that like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Target has the exchange policy. So if you get too much of one size, you can go in and exchange. So we weren't worried about any of that. We did, however, like I I didn't really retrofit the house. We had bought the house, literally a new house months before Jack. We moved. He was born in September. We bought a house and moved in July. Mm-hmm. Um. So I did my best to get the house ready just in terms of getting it prepared for him um, and being in a new house and getting it to where we need it for just a baby to be in. But I didn't like go around and I mean, I didn't start really baby proofing the house until he started moving Mm. on his own. Um but in terms of preparation, like I will tell you this, the thing, the things you think you need, like if you're doing a baby registry or anything like that, I can guarantee you, you're not going to use probably 75 to 85% of it. Yep. You are going to need the clothes. You are going to need the diapers and the wipes and a bag to tote it all in. Yep. Um, and outside of that, you, I mean, if you think you're going to use a shower caddy, that's cute. If you think you're going to use like, these fancy, you know, whatever knickknacks that's cute because, uh, when that child's screaming bloody murder, the last thing you are going to do is like, Oh, let me make sure I get my caddy and sort my belongings before I No, it's, it is eat or be eaten out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I just, I, I do want to preface that. Like, you know, if you are spending your own money to ensure like, you know, I get it. It's exciting. It's new. It's fun. Uh, but I can tell you, we have a closet full of stuff that never got used. <laughs> and it's because it, it is survival of the fittest on some days and you just don't have the time to address it. I think my last point that I really want to make and stress that I, is probably the best piece of information that I think I could have received as a, as a new dad mm-hmm. is that during this time, obviously I don't know at what stage or how far along um, your partner is, but June is when they're expecting. Okay. So we're, we're, we're knocking on the door almost here mm-hmm. this time, especially leading up the, the month before during and then after right after, it's it, the world is going to feel like it's moving around you very quickly. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to be bending, bending over backwards for your partner and for the baby, including yourself. You're going to be doing that also. 
and there's going to be a lot of adjusting and figuring out new things are happening. You need to remind yourself that you're, you're doing good enough and that yes. you're, you're doing the right thing. Yep. That was going to be my last thing I was also going to talk about because um, nobody's really going to be checking up on you. Right. Right. And that's a good point. I would say one of the things within just my year or year and a half of, you know, caring for Jack, uh, it's not a good thing. It's not something I'm proud of, but like self care is something that I have thrown out the window. Mm. Um, just because I'm so focused on making sure everyone else is good. Right. And you need to, you need to make time and I need to practice what I'm preaching for yourself. Uh, whether that's taking 30 minutes to go on a walk or 30 minutes to go do your own errands or whatever that is, whatever that looks like, just make some time for yourself because uh, if you don't, you can get lost in this, this whirlwind of just taking care of other people and it will burn you out. It will. Yep. Um, I will say one last thing, like for me, I am a very, I am not what you would call a patient person. And so, um, when it came to, I was unprepared for the crying mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will say that the crying does not need to be indicative of what you are doing. Uh, the crying, you know, is just the way that your child is going to only be able to communicate for a long time. And it's just them communicating a need. Uh, it does not mean you are not doing anything wrong or that you're not doing anything good enough or that you are not fixing the problem. It just means there's something that they want or need and they're, and they're doing the only thing they know how to do. Yeah. Uh, so that I would, I would say that because for me, I like my nerves were fried some days and I had to remind myself of this constantly. Uh, I think that there's to, to pair with that something, I don't know if you experienced this or not, but I definitely did uh, after, especially after, Um, my first was born Charlie. It felt like to me, even before she was born, Iris was already more prepared for this than I was. Mm -hmm. Um, She grew up in a pretty big family with younger siblings that she was kind of already having to take care of at really young age. And I think that she was already in that mindset. Like I'm so ready to do this right now. And like, I'm ready to have a baby to take care of that. Like I would literally just sit back and watch her, be a mom and just be like, man, like, this looks so easy for her. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm struggling. Yeah. And it's, it's okay to feel like that. And to just remind yourself that there's a, a lot of things are going to be easier for the mom when you have a newborn baby, because they have a much easier way of connecting early on in, the, in that early growth stage of a newborn baby. You know, the moment the baby comes out, it's handed directly to the mother and there's that skin to skin contact. And there's so much time of them bonding and learning each other right away that as a dad, you experience some of that later on, whether it's, you know, later on in the day or later on in the week or or however long it takes. Um, and you may get the baby and it, it may not be easy. You may cry more when you're holding it and, and it may be more soothed by the mom. If that's going to happen, it's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. that development process happens differently for dads and how they connect with the baby. It was a little bit different for me when Eli was born um, because right after Eli was born, Iris had to go into surgery. There were some complications with 
with her body after Eli was born. And so Eli and I, when he was newborn, had a lot of time alone early on. And I, I already can see the difference that it made as he grew up and how easily he connected with me that Charlie and I had a little bit more of a barrier to break because that was also Iris's first child and she, you know, she held her a lot more. Mm -hmm. So there was, there was different obstacles that presented itself. Um, so it may look like your partner is just like flying through this and taking it in the note with, with, you know, taking those curves at ease and mm -hmm. it's harder for you. That's okay. It's probably, that's probably going to be something that you encounter. Yeah. No, definitely. And, you know, I'm trying to wrap this up as quickly as possible, but because uh, like I said, we could go about this all day. I mean, there's just so many nuances to being a new dad that I mean, and I'm only 19 months into it. And I can tell you there's a whole bunch that you could learn. Uh, I would also be prepared. You know, you and mom are not going to be on the same page all the time. As much mm -hmm. as you thought you were going into it, I'm telling you, when that baby is here, it changes things. and you know, be prepared for that. And it doesn't mean it's a raw, it's a bad thing or a good thing. Um, I just don't think people ever talk about the, the uh, wedge that unintentional wedge that children can put between spouses or significant others. Um, just from approaching just the simplest of things in a different way. And if you, and if you don't discuss like, Hey, you know, how do you want this done so that I don't like make you have to go back and redo it? Or, you know, how, how do you, how, how do we want to tackle this together so that they know that this is a coherent and consistent thing in our household? Like, you know, you don't want to do things, everyone fend for themselves and all that, but like, you also want to be on the same page as much as possible. So keeping that communication open understanding that you guys are going to do things differently uh, on the front end and that you're going to approach things, you know, somebody, you know, you might have a hundred percent to give one day and 0% the next. And, yep. and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You just need to know going into it so that you have the tolerance and the patience to be able to kind of cope and move forward with yeah. your, with your you know, whoever it is you're, having this baby with uh, anything else, Mark? No, I, I think that's it. I think that, you know, at first that this is even like just in conversation about being a new dad and presenting what you would want to tell someone else who's becoming a new dad. I, I feel like you just figure out things like as you go, like even yeah. in this conversation about it, like the more I thought about it, the more I realized, okay, yeah, this was kind of important to me. And it's hard, man. It's hard to to talk about things as a dad when you do want to make sure that you're being so thought out and gentle and care and cared for and careful with your with your spouse or partner and making sure that you're taking care of them the way that they need taken care of and helped out the way they need helped. But that self-care, man, and 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 having those conversations with yourself and your friends and family, super important to 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 find a way to make sure you're taking care of yourself and feel good about yourself and what you're doing is right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I think about my dad, right. And it's just like, man, I, that guy scared the crap out of me every <laughs> day. Like he'd come, I mean, like I'd be excited to see him, but also like, I was also afraid to like make the wrong move, mm. but, you know? And it's like one of those things he would just come home 
you knew he needed time to take a nap and get undressed from work clothes and change into his, you know, his at home attire. And I, we're just in different times. You know, I think I, I could never imagine my dad getting on a microphone and talking about. Oh, dude, no way. <laughs> the difficulties of parenting and, and what he struggled with. I mean, you just, at a certain point, you just got to get it done. And, you know, and it, and it looks, getting it done looks different for everybody. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think that's it for me in terms of what we have on the docket. Um, anything from last week we need uh, to recap or how's the bidet going? Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Works like a gem, man. Oof. I uh, I told Cammy about it. She goes, "All right, well, next time we're out, we'll go get one." So okay, all, all right. right. So I'll I'll let you know how that goes. Um, <laughs> bidet pending. Well, all right, man. Well, guys, we thank you for listening and checking us out. Uh, please keep us, you know, followed and and follow us on Twitter and Instagram as we put out more content, more things to engage with you guys on. We really do appreciate everyone who comes by and checks us out and gives us a listen. Um, anything else to add before we close the route, Mark? Nope. All right. Well, thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.